Well, 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 we're back. It's been a long four years. We've got Megan, we've got Lauren, and we've got myself, Chandler. Hello, hello. Bienvenidos to us. Guys, this feels right. It feels good. Everything finally makes sense in the world. Everything that's going on right now, nothing matters. For once in this month, in 2020, everything feels right. Yeah, I think what people have been needing right now isn't PPE, it's not widespread testing or a vaccine or a cure, it's this podcast to relaunch. And that's a strong statement because you have taken a strong social media stance against, well, for coronavirus awareness. I haven't taken a strong stance for coronavirus, just for the record. (laughs) For Um, pro-coronavirus. Lauren, how does it feel to to be, you know, on the front lines of coronavirus. I mean, you broke the story essentially to North America. I was a full week behind everyone else in understanding of what this would do. (laughs) Yeah, not behind. No, but you were in like in front of everyone. Yeah, you're right. Spatial things are tough for me. But (laughs) I was ahead of the curve. Let's just Mm -hmm. go there. At least a week, maybe a week and a half. And because of how panicked the people I was following were about this, And the relative calm environment I was in while I was reading these articles and these tweets by these really kind of esteemed people, I felt profoundly nervous and like I was living in some sort of like alternative universe where, yeah, I just felt, I just felt really, really freaked out. And so I did take to my Instagram story. I don't know if anyone knows this, but I have a solid 275 (laughs) followers on Instagram. Uh So I felt like the best thing for me to do would Mm -hmm. just be to repost all these tweets on my Instagram. Sure. I felt it helpful. Yeah. Your Instagram story is now very triggering for me. Every time I see that you've posted something new, my heart starts to like pick up and my palms start to sweat. And yeah, I actually had to mute you at one point, but I've I've since unmuted you because it turns out you're on the forefront of truth. Who do you feel like, like whose message really got to you? Like, who do you feel like was the person that really made a difference? Like, who made you start listening? Mm -hmm. So actually... My boyfriend, Kagan, who is very normal, he's not an alarmist, he's just like a fun, happy guy, you know? He was following this this very, like, esteemed person in cryptocurrency named Balaji. I'd have to- <laughs> First and last name? <laughs> Hold on, I'd have to find the actual name. Balaji? <laughs> His name is Balaji Srinivas. Okay, like this guy's by- pronounced that. That was beautiful. <laughs> This Dr. Srinivasan holds a BS, MS, and PhD in electrical engineering and master's in chemical engineering from Stanford University, yada, yada, yada. He's a serious person, okay? So he was a partner at Andreessen Horowitz, and Mark Andreessen basically said that he is the person who has, like, 10 amazing ideas a minute. Like, he's just phenomenally smart, okay? Anyway, is, wow. and I'm honestly not sure if it's Mark Andreessen, but it's the Mr. Andreessen said that. So... <laughs> Anyway, Anyway. so I took this person seriously. Kagan showed him to me. His Twitter is really phenomenal. And he was taking this really seriously and was like, basically, like, he was completely trying to alert everyone to this. He is the one who, like, really caught my attention. And what's so funny is my boyfriend is the one who told me about him and kind of told me that all these really smart people he follows are really freaked out. And what what's the most hilarious part about it ultimately at this point is that Kagan actually became like the person most mortified by how much I was posting on Instagram. 
<laughs> and like I, our relationship basically almost ended over it. What What were those conversations like? Like, how did you know he was mortified? Uh, what did he say to me? Like, did like, he just like slip, like leave a little note on the table yeah. or something? Like, dear Lauren, please stop. <laughs> he, it was more He's... like a like it was more like one like like over over breakfast one morning, just kind of like a weak look and like maybe no more posts on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he was a little tipsy and we were FaceTiming friends, he like let out, I was mortified with all of Lauren's Instagram posts. So, you know, just like those two comments. Well, who's laughing now? put two and two together from those two comments. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's great. Uh, And he just straight up asked me to stop posting at one point. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing's more blunt than that. That'll do it. Lauren, I feel like we should start this off by we need to give everyone an update on where what we've done over the last four years, the journey we've been on. I love it. Um, I would say to summarize me in the past four years, I would say I started from the bottom and I'm back at the bottom. (laughs) So... That's really what this feels like. I was a struggling poet, as you all know, <laughs> when we first recorded this podcast. And I took poetry and words and the power of language to iterate or to represent human experience very seriously. And and because mm-hmm. of that, I was somewhat of a intermittent participant in this podcast because mm. sometimes I just felt like <laughs> if I was indulging in pop culture, I wasn't engaging with literature sure, seriously sure, sure. enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I, this, these are real emotions and thoughts. I, <laughs> are you getting choked I up right now? We're dealt aware. with. Yeah, no, we're aware. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so this crazy thing happened to me when I graduated from college. I had less time to think about making poetry because I started thinking a lot about feeding myself and getting a job and actually, sure. yeah, all these practical things that actually mattered. So I eventually... I threw myself on the gears of industry (laughs) and I got a job, a corporate job, and I capitulated to capitalism, as they say, Mm -hmm. as I say. And it was a wild ride. I had a lot of fun. I, I had a great time in the business world. Some would say I... No one's talking about it, actually. But anyway, <laughs> I had but a really good time. But if they were talking about it, they would say, Lauren, that the brightest stars are those that burn out the fastest. I was truly a rising star until I was fired. Like, <laughs> no. A week ago due to <laughs> coronavirus. So I'm back to being unemployed. <laughs> We've truly come full circle. And uh, yeah, I think that's about... that's. That's here we are. What a story. What wow. A, what a, a parabolic rise. Though. The phoenix rose from the ashes and is back to the ashes. Yeah. You were flying, but a little too close to the sun. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And I have no faith that I the phoenix will re-rise. And that's okay with me. <laughs> All right, Chandler, it's your turn. So basically, I've moved to LA. I'm living my best life. I have a Mazda. It's Elise. What else can I tell you? I've dated unsuccessfully, sometimes successfully, but, you know. I'm I'm just really like coming into my own as a woman on the West Coast. So we'll oh. see. Yeah. I mean That's beautiful. And what does your quarantine look like? Yeah, what does your um, quarantine look like? Quarantine for me looks like mercury poisoning, which I think I'm gonna self-diagnose because I've been eating far too much tuna than I care to admit on a public podcast. I'd like to dive more into this actually. Pause on the tuna. When you're making tuna. Sure. Is it an open face sandwich, like a melt, or is this like a like a salad. I don't go so salad. far as to do a tuna melt. Like that would just be shameful to do at this point. 
I just like to get it over with quick and easy. I just chop up a little bit of red onion. Then I do some lemon, a little bit of mayo, a little bit of, in fact, lots of salt and pepper, maybe some celery if I have it. And, and then is I there just... a reason you're speaking so softly about your tuna experience right now? <laughs> yes, because Let's pump up the volume. Please. Okay, I'm sorry I'm speaking softly about my tuna, but I feel embarrassed to even eat it around my roommates, let alone talk about it on a public podcast. Yeah, this is bold. So anyways, that's my tuna salad recipe. We'll also put it in the show notes. <laughs> that's kind of what quarantine looks like for me. Wow. You're still employed, but also interviewing. For other jobs. Yeah, so she not only has a job, but she has other job prospects. You're the only person in quarantine that's like entertaining the idea of quitting. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah. Megan, where where are you at? Where have you been, guys? I have moved to an exotic, wonderful location called Salt Lake City. It's <gasps> approximately forty miles from where I was living before. <laughs> I'm clapping right now. I'm clapping this move. Like I, yeah, no, I moved. Our mayor is a Democrat and a woman, so. Ugh. We're doing great up here. It's very progressive. It might as well be San Francisco. Might as well. We're really on the forefront of modern yeah. thought up here. Yeah. So I live up here. I work for an event production company, which, as you can imagine, is not uh, thriving given the current climate in the sure. world. So I am mostly holed up by myself in my 900 square foot apartment. I say 900 pitifully, not bragging. I moved the guest bedroom. I moved the bed into storage and set up a desk in there so that I can pretend like I'm going to work. Like I kind of have little rules during the day. I'm showering about three times a day just for fun. And sometimes one of those showers I like to do in the guest bathroom just for a change of scenery. Yeah. yeah. Different products, different process. What are, what are what products are in your guest bathroom? Malin and Getz. It's all Malin and Getz in there. Whatever is in your guest bathroom is you can only be judged by what's in your guest bathroom, I would like to think. If you have nice products in your guest bathroom, that means you're truly a rich person. If you don't, you're not a rich person. Rich in thought, Chandler. Is <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got Malin and Gets because I, when I'm working, I usually spend about two thirds of my time on the road, mm-hmm. and I've become very well acquainted with the Delta Sky Club. Very elite. We, my college didn't have sororities, and this feels like the closest exclusive membership I've ever been able to have. Would you compare it to a sorority, like a Delta Kappa it's Kappa like, Gamma? Delta Delta Delta. Delta, Delta, Delta. Delta. <laughs> I think it's just Delta Delta Delta. <laughs> um, yeah, they stock all of theirs with Melon and Get, so that's why I decided to recreate that high-end luxury experience. I am currently going through a crisis because certain Sky Clubs have switched to Lalabo, and that's going to cost a fortune. I am generally pacing around my apartment like a caged animal it's called zoocosis i googled it for (laughs) two or three hours yesterday we had a little earthquake here a couple weeks ago which really added to the stress level of oh i don't even know anyone else myself mostly utah doesn't really have those so that was a fun little trip and then i continue to feel betrayed by science and more importantly the science education system because aftershocks I did not know lasted for as long as they do. When was the aftershock? Nine days after I was That's insane. And I started to think I was crazy. And so I now have bookmarked the University of Utah's seismology department. Oh my gosh. And I check it every time to make sure I'm not crazy. And I was right 
all of those times. It turns out that now I'm not right all the time. And so I've stopped checking it <laughs> because the only thing scarier than an earthquake is my mental descent. So I'm just not even checking. Honestly, the corona neuroses that we're all developing are so real. You with earthquakes, I feel like I've developed a trigger for helicopters above my apartment building. Oh, yeah. Good one. One was outside my apartment at like 3 a.m. And I definitely thought someone was on foot trying to break into my apartment to obviously attack me. And paper probably. Yes. And, my, and me. Mm-hmm. And now every time I hear a helicopter, even in the daytime, it stops me in my tracks. So none of us yeah. are doing well. I feel no. like my, for this quarantine, it's like, been um riding a roller coaster for me but specifically you know when you're like on a roller coaster and you're a, there's the big drop but it's like before you get to the big drop there's those 10 delicious seconds where you you're like keek <sighs> it's like clinking going up to the top and you're so excited yeah. and that for me was the first couple of days of quarantine like i was working out on the bluff like with a gorgeous view of the ocean. You did have a lovely workout view. I've never been so jealous. I was thriving in quarantine. I would say that now, literally, I am the roller coaster train, like completely plunging downhill. I am a wreck. I cry every day. I haven't worked out in like two weeks now. I have a lot of lofty visions of how my life would look in quarantine. And I feel like I'm just surviving now. So anyway, that's my TED Talk. That's my survival story. I mean, surviving is all that can be asked, I feel like. Right? Although one could argue that we're thriving as we are bringing our forces together to reignite pop apologists. So we're doing, we're doing our best, and that's all we can ask. A hundred percent. And you know who sadly isn't thriving during times like these um, that, that are especially important to us? Some of our favorite celebrities have Correct. fallen ill to 2020's Miss Rona. Correct. Miss Rona, is that a an official term? Yes. Yeah, the kids in LA are saying it. Yeah. What does it mean? It's Corona, but it's like a fun, more fun name. Oh, Miss. Okay, so I thought it was like you made a mistake during cor- during Corona. You were Miss no. Mistake no, Rona. I believe it's like Madame. Rona. Oh, gotcha. Okay, Miss yeah. Rona. Um. Yeah. No celebrities. I just found out about one today that has really rocked my world. I unfortunately received this link mid zoom call which zoom call etiquette is something that i never really realized i would need to focus on but i promptly turned off my camera so that i could focus all of my attention on this article yeah uh kristen cavallari from laguna beach fame which i watched all of and also the new series very cavallari which i have watched none of (laughs) not an episode She's in the Bahamas with her husband and her kids and her hairstylist and his boyfriend, I think, or significant They're all down there and they posted and made a comment about something like trapped in the Bahamas. Hmm. Like, we're just trapped here. Well, one wonderful woman on the internet has done us the great Christian duty of analyzing every single one of all of their posts and putting together a timeline of it. Okay. And I will spare you the all of the details because it's rather lengthy. But basically, like New York declared a state of emergency. The next day, she posted a picture and said, like, woke up in New York City. And it was like a picture of her outfit. So like, it was an emergency mm. already. And she went to New York. So that's already fishy, right? Ugh. Now, sometimes yeah. people post stuff before or after or whatever. So one could give her a pass for that. Then, 
like the timeline of it is basically like most places in the U.S. were like declaring emergency and shutting down. And then she went to the Bahamas. She has been there for over 30 days now. And she keeps, they keep all posting stuff about like, we're stuck here. Well, if you go through the whole timeline, there has actually been, like, there are still flights that are flying from the Bahamas to yeah. the US. And several times the embassy has issued orders that if you are not a resident, you should leave. And they keep like, kind of hinting at the fact that they're trapped there, but they're not actually trapped, which I find to be fascinating. Why, are, why would they be saying that they're trapped? Just well, like... they also made the very social faux pas of saying we're on this deserted island, which is really, it's not deserted. It's not where Fire Festival was. It's yeah. like there are people living there. It's a fully functioning. There's resorts. Yeah, there's people. But somebody posted, I was reading all the comments on it, and apparently, not to get political here, but she is a staunch anti-vaxxer. <gasps> oh. And so there is question about like, like, is she there because there are less cases? And so she feels like her kids are safer there. Other people are saying, is she just there because it's like an excuse for a vacation and to be like, oh, we're trapped here, whatever. And once they went not fully realizing everything, like basically if they come back from the US now, then they have to be on an enforced 14 day quarantine, mm -hmm. like a really strict one. So maybe they went just thinking it was like a great deal or like a fun time to get away or whatever, not realizing that they would have to be on quarantine. So now they're just waiting it out down there. But they keep saying that they're trapped, but then they're like posting their workouts and like cheeky photos and stuff like that. So it's very scandalous. I'm very into it. A celebrity that's been wow. impacted by coronavirus. Uh, I, I don't have as, as much of a deep dive as you had, Megan, but I mean, pink, can we just... <laughs> pink. I, uh -huh. I had a little bit of a renaissance with her this year and it's been truly harrowing to watch as her and her three-year-old have like struggled to fight off, like, you know, fight this off. And I think they're doing okay, but they've been affected by this. Rita Wait, what do you mean affected? Were they infected they got by it. it? Yeah, they were <laughs> infected by it. Okay, yeah. We're all affected. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you texted early, pink and her son are affected by this. I'm like, who is not affected by this? Like, what are you talking about? Okay. Yes, they're infected. And it's so funny because I think I was talking to my roommates about this, but we were like, how is it that all these celebrities are getting it? And then we had this, it dawned on us and it's like, oh no, they're just the only people who are getting access to tests. Yeah, totally. And, and that was those two wild. tigers at the Bronx Zoo. Those tigers yes. at the Bronx Zoo got tested for coronavirus. With, Thank like, God. Thousands of like concerned families yes also, i'm wondering like what zoologist or what vet that was like taking care of those tigers were like oh these symptoms these symptoms are kind of weird like should we just see if it's corona this tiger doesn't look like he can taste his meat quite as well it's testing <laughs> also another person who's been affected by this tom hanks and and really rita wilson his pop star oh. wife and <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> luckily she graced us with another number. She did a lovely rendition of Hip Hop Hooray on her IGTV, also going to be in the show notes after this. Uh, I've never loved her more. I cringe the whole time I watched that. Oh, I did. It was like the worst white person doing the worst thing ever. Oh, um, she's so self-aware. She knows what she's doing. This is not a situation where like she, I feel like is being embarrassing. Like she knows she's being embarrassing 
It's totally hilarious. Yeah. Like, do you think that Chet thinks that she's being <gasps> funny or is he embarrassed? Chet's my favorite Hank. Chet's not tripping. Is Chet the one who does the like the Jamaican Bohemian? accent? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's like the very tattooed one. I honestly think his like Jamaican accent is hilarious. <laughs> okay. Does that I don't know what that All makes right. me as a person. Probably terrible. Okay. Yes. What do I think Chet's thinking? I think check, Chet is probably just checking cash or cashing checks. Chet, checking Chet cash. Is, checking <laughs> cash. He's working the front desk at a check in the cash. Oh my gosh. Not giving a single F. <laughs> I misspoke. He is cashing checks. Okay. Tom Hanks checks all day. So who cares about the video he posts on his, on her, the video his mom posts. It's like, he's too busy cashing checks. So. <laughs> That's Nothing my hot take. sounds so natural coming. Wow, <laughs> it's just my dream life. You know, yeah. I thought a lot about it. Cashing checks. Wow. <laughs> How do you think it works for someone like uh, what's his name? Chet? Chet. Chet. Like Olivia. Like Olivia Jane. Like these people who are truly the children of the uber wealthy. Mm-hmm. Like, do they just get a direct deposit? Sure. Like, how is the wealth trickled to them? It's a direct. Yeah, can't you have a trust fund that just like gives you a monthly payment? Yep. Is that really a thing? I mean, I'm sure they could have just like credit cards that their parents pay off, and then once they reach a certain age, they get access to their trust fund. Your card never gets declined. Yeah, it sounds so great. I just would love. I honestly don't see a downside to it. Zero. Also, zero. Yes, definitely don't see a downside to it. One interesting thing: is anyone still following Morgan Stewart on Instagram? Oh yeah. No, I stopped. But should I again? Well, she's dating, of all people, Tim McGraw's son. You're really? No, she's not. Wait, yes, what? yes, she is. What are you yes, talking about? I'm not, I'm not what joking. Lauren not know about this? Tim McGraw doesn't have a son, Chandler. No, no, no. I said, so... doc, sorry, sorry, sorry. Dr. Phil. Did I say Tim McGraw? <laughs> yes. You said Tim McGraw's son. Oh, my gosh. I had a heart attack. Hold on. <laughs> I'm curious. Was it the names that you confused or just the general appearance or the personality? In my head, I think I was getting the two sexiest men alive confused. Oh my gosh. Some of the sexiest Southern men, men who represent strong Christian values to me, they all kind of like blur together. And that's what happened. Tim McGraw. Dr. Phil. I'll never get over this. (laughs) <laughs> anyways morgan stewart wow. is dating dr phil's son i was gonna say lauren ran tim mcgraw's <laughs> fan account for a long time yeah i basically <laughs> still do i was i like i had so much through my through my mind when you said that like i was like what are you talking about tim mcgraw's son like how is she dating tim mcgraw's son and then i realized he doesn't have a son chandler he tim mcgraw doesn't have a son I also realized, like, didn't understand why you're getting so upset so quickly about this. I was like, I didn't know you loved Dr. Phil or Morgan Stewart. Like, I didn't think that you were an aficionado on either one of those people. <laughs> you said Tim McGraw like four times, too. Yes, you did. It was not just like a slip of the mouth. What like you you doubled down on Tim McGraw. Men with strong Christian values all blur together. <laughs> in a blur together in a really hot way. Yes. Okay. Tell yeah. me. Tell me, tell me, tell me, is that who she's quarantining with yes. on the ocean? And that, Stop. and I think that's, at, I think that's at his, I would just like to venture a guess that that is his family's home in Malibu that they're like sure. quarantined at. And just like, it's, I mean, it's literally right on the water. Was it Jordan or Jay McGraw? 
It's Jordan. So you are an aficionado. Wow. Okay. So she really leveled up. Like he's not having to work for Mauricio Omansky to earn his money. He doesn't have to wear an, the agency hat. No. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, honestly, having a job at the agency sounds great right now. So please, let's not like. Honestly, that Brennan seems great to me. I was fine with his receding hairline. I yes. was fine with his dull personality. I'd take it all. He seemed like a nice Chris Martin. He did. A nice, like Chris Martin is a mean person or? No, no, I'm just. Like a slightly frumpier. Yeah, like a poor man's Chris Martin. A less effervescent. Yeah. What's so funny is when I saw this guy in her Instagram stories, I was like, oh, that's clearly like the gay guy that she's best friends with who's like running her like social media. And that's who she's like living with right now. And he's mm-hmm. running all of her E videos. Like I thought he was an employee of E who's clearly gay because he's very manicured. Oh. Yeah, he, yeah. I also don't find him that attractive, unlike his father. <laughs> oh I'm not mad at that. Chandler, does that wrap up your uh, your celebrity recap? That does wrap up my celebrity recap. All right. Lauren, do you have anything? I mean, um, you've already dabbled in Stanford's finest medical mind. So. <laughs> true. The Cuomo's, obviously. Andrew Cuomo, um, his brother, Chris Cuomo, has, quarant- has quarantine, has coronavirus. So that has been, you know, dark to follow and sad to follow. How hot for Chris and Andrew are we right now? Like, what's the pulse? And who would you rather? Let's play that game, too. So... First of all, I'd like to remind everyone that I've been quarantining alone. So hot for anything. <laughs> hot for a pulse, if you will. Like, yeah, not not my pickiest phase I've ever been in. I'm going to say Andrew over Chris. Andrew's coming out shining like a diamond on this. He really is. So powerful. I listened to Andrew's like speech on the daily when he was just speaking about, you know, New York and how everyone's just going to get through it. And they, anyways, I won't go into it, but... I had a very visceral reaction to it. And so I will also have to say Andrew for those reasons. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Because obviously Chris is objectively very much better looking. So I think that's interesting because I think we're all hot for Andrew right now, which just goes to show. I think we're all just intellectuals, you know, like we just have (laughs) such high standards. It just goes to show we're so smart. Totally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've always said that about us. Absolutely. Um, speaking of how smart and intellectual we are, should we move on to reality TV shows that we're currently Let's. watching? Absolutely. I think we'll start with the most intellectual of them, Vanderpump Rules, which... <laughs> Can I just say one thing about this? Yeah, please. I abandoned this. I abandoned Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. And then once we said we were going to do this podcast again, I was so dedicated to restarting Popapologist that I watched the entire painful season. I mean, you don't have a job, so. Honestly, there are other things I could be doing, Megan, like showering, like baking, like scrolling sure. Instagram, uh-huh, literally uh-huh. anything else. I watched the entire season in preparation for this episode over the past week, during which I was unemployed and free. That's true, Megan. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I just want to point out privilege where I see it. <laughs> I will just say that this show sucks so much. I'm so, so over bad. it. Ugh. It There's is terrible. 400 cast members. 400. It's just terrible. I mean, the, they're all, okay. and they're all unattractive. I'll just go ahead and say it. They're not pleasing to watch. No. At least like, Jax was the worst, but he was super hot. Like early Jax. He's yeah, early Jax. increasingly like swollen and sweaty as the time goes I'm on. sorry. I think Jax has never been hot. I do not know what you're talking oh, about. I think, I think early one. Jax was definitely cute. Like before his jaw swelled, 
he was really cute. Before he got stung by that bee that was covered in cocaine, I feel like he was <laughs> he was decent. Yeah. And like, I mean, shorts has always been cute to me. I still think T. Sandy's cute. So you, you do? Yes. I, I've always really? like been into T. Sandy. Yeah. Ugh, but barbed. I mean, the men of this season, Max, Max looks like every guy on Hinge right now. Mediocre yes. at best. Also, yeah. like, can a producer get him some Sephora blotting towelettes? Like, his forehead is always <laughs> greasy. And right. it's unacceptable. It's like, you should have watched the show. You should have known what, like, what was going to happen. You work in West Hollywood. It's often hot. Like, get it together. Honestly, and the two new guys look too much alike. Oh, Max oh, and Brett. 100%. I can barely yeah. tell them yeah. apart. Barely yeah. tell I them apart. I can't really tell. I feel like Brett wears a little more eyeliner. I think Brett's cuter than Max. Who has the YouTube channel? Brett or Brett. Max? Brett. And Sheena had the little, like, she hung Bench. out with Sheena, Sheena, uh-huh. Sheena, Sheena. Yeah, middle-aged Sheena. Oh, Sheena. my gosh. Never has anyone been so blatantly desperate on <sighs> Like, the most ratchet chick. It's I've... tough. Also, yeah, it's if so I could bad. just enlighten y'all about marina del rey which is the neighborhood that of la that sheena lives in if i see a piece of furniture that's from marina del rey i'm not going to pick it up because i know that people in that area have bad taste okay really like what's what's so wrong with marina del rey it's just it's like if you live in la but you live in like marina del rey it's just like not very cool it's like it's like you want to you move to la but you want a slower pace of life okay cool like, why don't you just move to, like, you know, East Hampton or something? Okay, but didn't the entire cast move to the to the valley? Yeah, but the, at least... The, the, the yeah, the, like trendy-ish, though. Yeah, the valley is trendy. It's like... It's like, like family Pasadena. trendy. Yeah, it's like the valley is actually, like, a nice place, I feel like, to live. But Marina Del Rey is just, like, random and weird. Also, her apartment is so poorly decorated, to further prove my point about people I mean, having it no always there. has been. She used to Wait. have a couch with built-in cup holders. Like, oh, she never God. had good taste. I also feel like remember episodes where she was eating off of a TV tray with Shay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and just um, giant stretched canvases of their yes. wedding photos everywhere. Like, oddly placed on the wall. Like, nothing was balanced. Dark. Her apartment looked like my second college apartment. Yes. Which, which one would that have been? Uh, the Enclave. The Enclave, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, cinder block walls. She, um, I don't know if she's, like, not spending her cash right, but, like, that apartment also didn't seem nice. money, though, right? Yeah, so like, why, why isn't that apartment nicer? Honestly, you guys, this is what I want from Sheena. I want her to just take a long shower. I'm going to take a mm-hmm. long shower. Just scrub long it all off. All the makeup. Get the nail. Rip off the nails. Just clip them off. Get them off your fingers. Like, get it all off. Mm-hmm. Get out of the yeah. shower. Walk out of your apartment, emerge into the sun, into a new life. <laughs> also, guys, as the elder statesman of pop apologist, she is my age. Like, I am peers with Wait, she. Wait, is she really? She's oh 30, well, and the thing, she was saying she was 34. I'm 35, truth be told. Nobody repeat that. <laughs> but she was 34, and I'd like to pretend that they recorded a while ago, and so now we're the same age, because it makes me feel better about myself and my choices. But... <laughs> Like, we are peers, and she, I feel like, is behaving the way I did when I was, like, 21. Ugh, it's so yeah. bad. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. She seems, she's just clearly the most desperate. Some things will never change. Yeah, here's the problem, is that there's no hero on Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. I would argue that maybe the closest is Bo and Stassi. Bo and Stassi. 
they're the closest maybe, but the fact that they associate with those people makes me question everything. Mm-hmm. They're the closest to the hero on Vanderpump Rules? I mean, they're the like, closest to the likable. Yeah, so I'm rooting true. for them the most. I'm yeah. not. Okay. I'm, though, I'm not into Bo. <gasps> Yeah, Lauren. I'll tell you why. That actually cracks. Bo is not a Lauren type person. No, he's not. But like Bo is, I recently, t- I texted my friend yesterday morning at 8.45 and I said, I'm just thinking about how much I love Bo. Okay. Well, that's your issue. So, okay. Go on. Honestly, I just feel like he's writing her coattails. He loves the reality show stuff. He doesn't seem to have a job. He doesn't he seem to be working. Casting. He's like, yeah. He's like a casting director. Have you is ever not- had a job that sounds like less of a job? I'm sorry. But no, like- that's a, that is a real job. Yes, owns a graphic t-shirt company called James May. Less of a job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that does sound like less of a job. Shares 5% of a bar with another guy. Less of a job. Did you know that the house is only under Stassi's name? It is? Yes. 100%. I just think he's low. He's like a low-key um, Carter. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to it. I don't think that Bo is, I wouldn't say that he's like the most ambitious guy like that this show has seen or that like Stassi has probably dated. I just think he like adores Stassi and like loves her for all of her bullshit and for like every part of her personality that I feel like other guys she's dated have tried to like shit on, sorry, shiz on or like cloud in some way. We're editing ourselves to say shiz. Yeah, because shiz is so much more refined. But anyways, I I don't know. I just think Bo, Bo like, truly seems like a good guy. The relationship is doomed. The relationship is doomed. Wow. And I mean, every one of their relationships is doomed. Not a single one of those is lasting. Okay, but here... Okay, and the reason for that is, is they're all living in a fantasy world right now. Eventually, probably within the next two to three years, the show's going to be over. Yeah, and right? what are they going to do for money? I have no, I think about this all the time. That's why I like to kind of think, wouldn't it be funny if Sheena has just like, like we've all been thinking she's so like pathetic and kind of desperate and whatever, which is true. But like, what if she was also like stockpiling like a very well diversified investment portfolio? Totally. Yeah. Like she's she's the only smart one that's not going to end up just like Heidi and Spencer. Like they're all going to be Heidi and Spencer's like broke in a few years. Like she's just parlaying this into like a great retirement fund. That would be incredible. Jokes on everyone when she has like this massive house in Azusa. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but she's the jokes on me. Does anybody want to care to talk about any of the new players? Like quickly back and forth. I know I mean, Dana's fine. I feel like she's decently likable if a yeah. little boring. Yep. Danica... Danica has a look that makes me kind of want to hit her. But I don't know why. I said Danica needs to, she needs to lay off the self-tanner or get better lighting in her bathroom. Like yeah, one, I think one it's or the lighting other. Issue. And her, her hair, she's too tan and her mm-hmm. hair is too ashy. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly what it is. The Megan. contrast is off. Couldn't have said it better. Okay, great. <laughs> Raquel and like Lala, do you want to talk about Lala Randall? Like I, I would just like to maybe say that I think Lala's, not, I really like Lala's like look right now. Really? You running around LA in a Fendi headscarf? <laughs> I don't know, not her like dressing style by any means, but I just thought I thought she looked beautiful at like the wedding and whatnot. I think she's a very beautiful person. Yeah, she, uh, maybe it's just her beauty has really struck me this season. See, okay. I totally disagree. She looks, her lips look so fake to me, and I, I just her face does not look natural in a bad way to me. Maybe yeah. it's Randall's beauty. 
<laughs> that potentially is accurate. Do you remember when Lala and Randall were in the background of that Keeping Up with the Kardashians episode when Kim was playing poker? No. Oh, oh maybe I've seen it on the internet, but I don't remember. Go from... back and watch. They were in okay. the episode. James and Raquel. Any mm. words? I just don't care. Yeah. Dumpster yeah. fire. Really I'm sad. so not invested in any of them. Also, I know. I'm not invested in Lisa Vanderpump. She has been through a lot and she needs to step away from reality TV. You totally. Can still produce it. You can still make royalties on it. Quit getting involved in it. Yeah. I want to know how her swans are faring, though, during COVID-19. Are swans affected? They're probably getting tested on the daily. They're very rich swans. Totally. <laughs> Wait, what did you guys think of Katie and Tom this past episode? Oof, the fight. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. That's some rough stuff. I don't yeah. know that I could ever bounce back. I mean, potentially you can bounce back from a fight like that in real life. I could never bounce back from that if that was on TV. Oh, I mean, I could never bounce back from that. I mean, I would, my no. husband humiliated me in front of all my friends. Yeah. Like, I understand, honestly, where he was coming from because her behavior was super cringy. And, like, I'm, I'm not the most tolerant of people who are so sensitive to everything. So I kind of get where he was coming from. But also, you just don't speak that way to anyone, let alone your partner. Yeah. I know. I they're kind of like do. Ariana is kind of likable. Yeah, totally. I would agree with that. I think I... I like her the most this season. That I, I'm like her more I'm than like I ever have. Most really. likely to get drinks with Ariana, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, she looks really good in her like horseback riding outfits. I love it. She really does. I love that mm-hmm. look. Yeah. Okay, that's enough. Lauren, are you going to keep watching it though? Is the question. I mean, I. Well, okay. I actually have one more question on VPR, and then I will. Then we can end this. Is it about Brittany? Yes, I will keep watching this. No, my question is: When I first started watching these seasons, or this season, like I couldn't get over how bad all their lips looked. Like all of their lips looked, they were like filled with filler. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know: Am I the only one who's noticing this, or are we immune to this and our blow-up doll lips like the new normal? I'm immune to it now, I think, because I've just become accustomed to it. But if I really pay attention to it, I hate it. Okay, gotcha. And I'm really glad that I never did it because I have a tendency to not be able to regulate myself when it comes to things like that. Yeah. I always end up a little too tan. I always (laughs) want my lashes a little longer. Totally. a few more tracks of extensions in my hair. Like, it's a rough – like, I identify with a Khloe Kardashian type where you're like, ah, like, taste level (laughs) questionable. Like, good intention – questionable the slippery slope yeah so i am very happy i'm very proud of myself for the restraint that i've had in only getting moderate botox yeah yeah no it deserves applause i feel like i'm just more in tune to it like for example i was i finished downton abbey this past week and then i watched the movie <laughs> sorry this is a it will all come full circle okay, i watched great. the movie and Lady Mary Crawley, who's like one of the main characters, in between finishing the show and filming the movie, she got lip fillers. And I feel like now I'm just way more like tuned in to people's lips changing because everybody oh, does it. Really? She yeah. did. Mm-hmm. So Downton yeah. Abbey was your cautionary tale. But did yes. they look good? I mean, they, yeah, they looked better and they, they were nowhere near a Vanderpump roll lip. Yeah. See, I yeah. think a very subtle amount is totally fine. Like, I have a friend who got a subtle amount and they look great, but it just. I don't know. Like the second it goes over it, over that subtle amount, it looks really bad. The next show you would think is about lip fillers. Keeping up with the Kardashians is back. I've never been happier. 
If you know me, you know that my lifelong Instagram bio is staunch Kanye apologist. I stand behind it. <laughs> to this day. I will support. I will support Beautiful. everything. I cringed when he was hanging out with Trump. It's fine. We worked through it. I believe in the message that was behind that. Okay. Do you feel like scale of one to 10? Like if, if, if 10 was when you and I went to the Kanye concert in Vegas four years ago, where are you at now? I like nine and a half. Okay. I'm still there. I went to Sunday service in Salt Lake City, you guys. He came here. How was that experience? I was there with your pregnant sister who was really leaning into the fact that she was pregnant so she could get better seats. Oh my gosh. We all supported. She like I've never seen Courtney cradle her stomach more than she did. Just like, oh, pardon me, I'm just with child. And she got children. seats. Yeah. yeah. Children. There were dose of them. Proud oh, of her. No, I still love him. I love okay. I love him. I love her. I just love everything. Lauren, where are you at? I am ambivalent at this point. Like, okay. I do not care about all of his all of his current projects. I'm not interested, including music. Yeah, I think I think I just kind of lost interest, to be honest, which is kind of a boring answer. But I just kind of yeah. a, a little. I will okay. say, musically, it's gone downhill since Life of Pablo. Definitely, oh yeah. yeah. Life of Pablo was phenomenal. Yeah, that most recent album was rough. Jesus Walks. That it was, was not called? Jesus Walks. Jesus Walks was an that was his al- <laughs> a track from his first album. Oh, it was called College that Dropout. Was Twenty um, years ago, but this was Jesus is King. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> it's so ambivalent. <laughs> we get it. You're ambivalent. Okay. Also, All right. Jesus Walks is one of his like best songs. <laughs> Might oh, I so add? Good. It's it's great. Okay. So okay. Interesting. Chan, where are you at? I would say I'm at like a, I'm at a six. Like, I don't feel oh. the way I, I don't, I feel jaded now. I actually have a poster on my wall that I'm looking at right now that is the lyrics to, like, I miss the old Kanye. And oh. like, that's really been resonating. Cause I do. I, I, I have mad. the same poster on my wall from the St. Pablo tour. <sighs> Just two and, sides of the same coin. And three pairs of Yeezys in my closet. Oh my gosh. I never got, I never got my hands on a pair of Yeezys for better or for worse. Uh. Okay, so his better half, though, who's never looked better. Kim, I love everything she's doing. I, I love, love I love hair. the bob. Mm-hmm. I love the longer, really curled hair, mm-hmm. like the kind of like wet wave hair. I love it in like a chocolate brown. I love it in a jet black. I love everything. Yeah, I love it. I kind of miss her blonde hair. Remember that phase? Blonde hair was iconic. Iconic. Yeah, I that was I so loved beautiful. It. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how she's doing everything she's doing. Like, I, I truly do not fathom it. Studying like, for the bar? Yeah, the law school thing. Yeah. Obviously, like, has a couple companies, is a reality show star, she's and as a very mom, busy. Like, I can't even fathom how she's doing everything she's doing. Also, I would like to go on record as saying that Chicago is quite possibly the most beautiful child I've ever seen. I yeah. know. So I gorgeous. It's she's crazy. my favorite of all the children, I think. I know. She's darling. Yeah, yeah. she really is stunning. Did everyone see North uh, closing Kanye's show? Yes. No. It was, yes. was kind of, it was really darling. Really? Yeah. Like, what was cute about it? North is going to be Kanye. Yeah. Like, North is going to have a lot of artistic freedom. Mm-hmm. She is going to be a little bit of a loose cannon. She's going to be very encouraged. Some yeah, projects are going to flop. Like Kanye. Yeah. yeah. 
It was just, it was darling to me because it was clear that like, I'm sure Kanye just thinks everything she does is amazing. And so he like let her close his show with like a little song that she performed. And it like wasn't great, but he no. was, it, it was bopping to Kanye. It was a little was, awkward, but he loved it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Which I do love that part of him. Yes. I love that he's just like a completely supportive, like motivational father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's great. How about the, wait, with the fight, the Kim and Courtney fight where Courtney kicked Kim in the crotch, which was the funniest part of that fight to me. I couldn't believe there wasn't more of an uproar uh, about the clear violence. Like that was like, that was earlier violence than I've ever had more in, in a family encounter. Have, like, yeah, no Bledsoe sister has ever scratched and drawn blood. Really? I, I, don't think we've no ever been, I don't think we've ever been violent with each other. I punched my sister one time. Okay. How old? I'm going to say I was like 15 and she was 13, maybe. You're like, I was 34. (laughs) It was was Christmas. No, like I like, and it wasn't even a punch. I think it was more of a slap situation. And I think she spotted back and then ran away. And that was like the end of it. Yeah. I'm not proud of it, but I get that it happens. Um, I mean, those girls were going at each other. Whose side are we on? Oh, it's so funny because watching that play out, like, like I, I just feel like I've had a similar situation with my scissors. It's like you know you're about to like drop a truth bomb, but like you can't like help yourself because it's like too funny not to. And then like people are in tears like thirty seconds yes. later. Like her comment when she was like, "Yeah," because me and Courtney and Chloe, well, me and Chloe, and then she repeated it like one more time for the cheap seats. Totally. And Kendall is. I really related to Kendall just sitting there kind of half like smiling, half just like freaked out out of her mind. No, Kendall was mad. I mean, she got mad like, well, and then it was annoying because what did, was it Courtney or no, it was Kim who was like, you have your anxiety, which I thought was like super lame to like put that down as like, you know, something that just like holds her back from being a hard worker. (laughs) Like, no, I will not accept that. I Uh, kind of take Kim's side in it because she wasn't violent. First. I mean, she was initially, but Courtney definitely got up and went at her first. Oh, I for sure take him side in it. Like, I do not feel bad for Courtney that she has this whole, like, business empire that she could basically run and doesn't want to do it. Like, I don't feel bad for her at all. Here's the thing. I was listening to another podcast about it, and they made, I feel like, the most valid point in all of this is Mm -hmm. that, like, it would be such a more powerful conversation if, like, because Courtney is always, like, well, I don't care about this stuff the way you guys do. And I don't care. Like, I want to be with my family and I don't like this, which is like so valid. So if Kim is going to sling like a low blow at her and be like, well, we would do anything, but you wouldn't. She should be like, she should just own it and lean into it and be like, you're right. I don't because I care about being with my family more. Yeah. My job takes a second. And then it's like, mic drop and nobody can combat that. Like, totally. yeah. like that would have been over. I would also say like, and I don't know the scales of like their of their lifestyles. And I don't really don't know like what Kim's house costs compares to court compared to Courtney's or whatever. But I feel like if Courtney was maybe like to scale it back a little bit lifestyle wise and not to be living in like the same fast paced vibe as everyone else with these huge, this huge mansion and all this stuff, like maybe she could be somewhat justified. Like maybe some of the irritation with Courtney and Chloe is like, well, we pay for like this show pays for like how you live. And if you want to still like, suckle from the teat of that but not actually work for it that's going to be 
pretty irritating. And they gave her the opportunity last season to be like, if you don't want to do this, then don't film. Like, yeah. They're not telling her she has to film. They're like, they gave her that option and she came back and said like, no, I do want to film. And then her very first scene was her going like, oh, I'm so annoyed that I'm English. Like, just don't do it. One thing that was so interesting to me was when they sort of broke that, like that fourth wall and she was talking about the vacation bills that they were stuck with. Oh, I loved that. That was so good. Because it was like, this is real. I just loved the idea of like them being like, who's putting the bill for this ish? And, like, she mentions production, and she's like, shouldn't they be, like, you know, paying for some of this? I loved that. I love that they kept it in. Very real and not, honestly, too unlike our most recent Palm Springs birthday trip that we took with her uh, sisters. So, (laughs) I related. Also, I feel like that's how you knew that they're, like, actually really rich. Because me being faux rich would totally just be like, no, guys, I got it all. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it meant that I was, like, eating Top Ramen for a week, I would just, like offer to pick up the whole tab i love that they were just like no you can buy like the six commercial flights for security yes like, totally that's hilarious to me yeah it yeah. was a great part i felt like that was like the beacon of the show when that show started and they're breaking the fourth wall and talking about production i was like finally like something okay. to sink my teeth into this is real life stuff you actually can clearly care as opposed to all of the like made-up contrived bs from yes. previous seasons like i feel like yeah. the show is getting very innovative don't you feel like it's kind of a trend in a few shows now to kind of break that fourth wall? Which, like, yeah. This is shows. jumping ahead a little, but, like, Roni started out that way, where they were just like, hey, Bethany's gone, and, like... Yep. Like, that's, that's true. I feel like a lot of shows are kind of starting to, like, or where you'll, like, hear the producer ask a question or yeah. something like that. Like, they're starting to kind of... Because I think reality TV has, like, gone as far as it's going to be able to go. Contrived like yeah. We're in like a postmodern phase where it's like we've done everything there is to do. And so now we have to like reinvent the same thing. Yeah. Well, I think I think the issue is that when these first shows first started, they were based on these really unique situations like with Vanderpump Rules. And, you know, as things progress and people grow and their lives change, like those situations a lot of times get re- resolved and there isn't really new drama necessarily. And so you really do want to actually talk about what matters to people. And for these people, it is like paying, paying bills and it is production issues. And I want to hear all of that. That's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I'm so happy about this season. Here's what I do hope though. I hope that this whole season does not turn into Courtney just occasionally showing up when there's like something about like eating vegan or only using clean products. Totally. I'm, I get it. Poosh is not a thing. It's a goop knockoff. I never even considered it as a goop knockoff, but now that you say that, oh, it completely is. Like a like it sounds like it. It's like totally. a high end lifestyle thing of like how to how to cook like organic nachos or whatever. Like it's it's just a goop knockoff. It's already been done. That's if I so want to buy a crystal vibrator, I'll just ask one of Paltrow. Courtney <laughs> telling me. Which honestly, it makes you wonder. Like, do because I think that running an e commerce website like. That would actually be very, very tough. Gwyneth Paltrow's company has hundreds of employees at this point. It's not an easy thing to, it's like, that's, no. that's a true business where you're raising yep. capital. You have to really be walking the walk every day. Like you're a person who's dealing with like managing cash flow for a business. You're a person who's like dealing with vendors canceling orders. Like 
stuff that's really boring. And you, I just look at Courtney and I think, I don't think she wants to be the CEO of a wellness empire like that no. or an e-commerce empire. There's not a chance. Well, and just like the market is so flooded. Like she's not offering anything new or different. And she's like the least likable person on the show who's now trying to not be on the show as much as possible. So like you would think that that would incentivize her to be on the show more. She's the last person to laugh at herself. And so for her to be like running this type of brand, I don't think anybody will like it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wait, can um, I ask you guys a very serious question? Yeah, yeah. Please. How sick would you have to be? How sick would you have to be to skip walking down the building <gasps> runway? Like, that was like crazy. I would have gotten like oh. an adrenaline shot and just hobbled my way down and gone back. I would have absolutely. When Chris is, is bribing them with money, $300,000 cash. How about she like, said four hundred and you can bring North? That oh, was one of her incentives. Like, that was also another like money family relation like that i loved i love all that ish i loved that and then they were all talking about it like when kendall was like she asked me too like they were all laughing about it i feel like i would have to i don't know i i honestly i've never been sick enough to to skip that like no. even if i had the flu even if i had a, a huge fever and i was like had the chills it's, it's not like she has to get on a commercial no. economy flight she could get on a private plane with a bed with a nurse mm-hmm. like being like, completely out of luxury yeah yeah she can just have like a vitamin pack like a z pack attached to her at all times yeah another thing is that like how did she i don't understand the timing of everything it felt like it was like 3 days before 3 or 4 days before the show that she like that is plenty of time to literally get an antibiotic first for strep throat and then get your you know butt on a plane. That's the thing is that like strep throat is honestly one of the best diagnoses you can get because yes. they're like, oh cool, it's strep. Here's an antibiotic. Yep. I'm sorry, but you know what? She could have been like literally had her makeup done while she's on a stretcher. Totally. And just walk down the runway. You can you can fake anything for twenty seconds. I just am completely, completely like. And she didn't even need to do like a supermodel walk. She could have just like totally. walked arm in arm with Olivier. Gave like totally. she could have just like come out from the wings, given a little wave, like not even gone to the end of it, just like a little totally. wave, and then walked off. Hundred percent. It reeks of the exact same person that you knew in college. That was like, yeah, my paper's due today, but I think I'm just gonna email my professor tomorrow and ask for an extension. Like, I'm super tired. Like, you know those people who just didn't take deadlines seriously that just weren't. Like, I never convinced that they passed a deadline. Like, I never did. I was too afraid. But there are people who just like don't respect it, and that is clearly Kylie. She just doesn't have the work ethic Kim does. Well, I mean, she's just immune to it. Like, she's. I mean, she's a billionaire, guys. She doesn't have to. She doesn't have to, truly. How crazy was it when Corey was like telling Chris, like, you got to take off your mogul cap, put on your mom cap. Like, it's your baby's health. She couldn't plan for this. Like, that was so (laughs) funny to me. Like, I was just like, shut up, Corey. Like, this is millions of dollars down the drain. Yeah. Corey, I don't trust Corey still. People love Corey, but I'm skeptical still. Well, Chris is a mogul first, mom second. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's what she has to be to get them as far as they've gotten. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Anything about Chloe we want to discuss? Any Chloe, Tristan? I'm kind of like, whatever. Well, I didn't care about that drama, just being honest. No, I'm kind of over it now. Yeah. I do think that all the Kardashian women are the best in the world at co-parenting. 
Like every single one of those women from like the relationship of like that they've gotten to with Scott coming on family vacations and like him hanging out with all the sisters to like Robert Kardashian used to come to family dinners over at, at Bruce and Chris's house. Um, I think that they're doing this with Tristan now. I think that like Travis Scott, I don't even know what the current situation of that is, but like they were allegedly separated and he still came to the birthday party. Like, I think that those are all, they're really, really good at like setting aside differences and like forgiving people for that. Okay. Yes, they are, but they are with the baby daddies, but Jordan Woods isn't coming to dinner. Do you think Jordan wants to though? Here's the thing. They are with the baby daddies because they have to, but like, I don't think that they would with like, I mean, they're not doing it with like, who was the other person that cheated on Chloe? Like, I mean, they like tried it with Lamar, but Lamar's still not coming over. And like, there was another one in season two of keeping up with the Kardashians that cheated on Chloe. Another, another NBA player who I don't even remember his name. Wait, like, I don't think they're doing it with every boyfriend. Like, yeah, Reggie that's Bush true. isn't coming but, over. But I think okay, boyfriend? but those boyfriends weren't longtime best friends. Like Jordan Woods Reggie made a was as a twenty-one-year-old girl. But I think, I think Megan is speaking to co-parenting. Yeah, it's just a co-parenting, and like Chloe's even said, Chloe's even said, like I forgive Jordan, mm-hmm. like, but that doesn't mean like she's like I'm not angry at her anymore, but also like forgiving someone and like letting them back into the exact same space in your life is not the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It just makes me sad for Jordan. But I guess that's just, that's just where we're at. That's you know? just that's where we're at. at. Honestly, that's <laughs> where we're at. Sad for Jordan. Should we uh, move on? Yeah. Let's. Another big TV premiere happened last week. And this is the one where I felt like the lip injections are outrageous. It's the Real Housewives of New York. These women, if anyone was worried that it couldn't carry on without Bethany, not a worry in my mind. Can Not I just a worry in my mind? Well, okay. First of all, I agree that the entertainment value is, I think, going to be at a hundred percent. Took a bite of her sandwich while she was hugging Lou, was hugging <laughs> and taking a bite. It was incredible. Also, was what so language good. were they speaking on that park bench? Because I felt like Luann was saying one thing, Sonia was saying another, Absolutely. and then they just yep. okay. One other note. The taglines, before we get into the, yeah. everything that happened, the taglines were so mediocre, in my opinion. So mediocre. I, I, don't even, I barely no, remember them. No, I cannot even remember one of them. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bitch, which I don't like. I'm trying to uh, denormalize the casual usage of the word bitch. I don't think uh-huh. it's helping the feminist cause. No, nope. oh, I like that. Thank you. Who else? Tinsley's was something about a fairy tale. Oh, yeah, mine comes true or I mean they were just boring what else is there to say like unimpressed how did you guys what did you guys think of the new girl I am into her yes too I love her best best new housewife premiere that I can think of since ever she made such a splash when she's talking about that guy oh my gosh is like all over I I loved it I loved her take I also okay the only thing that did upset me about her I hate it when okay. First of all, her daughter's name is Kier, Kier, Kiki, Kiki. Kier, yeah, but she calls her Kiki. I just really bristle at moms who claim that their daughter is their best friend or life partner. In Leah's case, I don't think that's a healthy relationship. I think it's weird, gross. Maybe See, it's I a disagree. Real red flag. It seems yeah. like they had a really cute relationship. Like the, uh, the daughter seems. It was honestly like very much Gilmore Girls vibes. I don't think, it was hilarious. Oh I don't remember Lorelai Gilmore ever telling Rory that her grandma was going to get her ass kicked. 
maybe it's a little saucier maybe but they still like are so i thought they were super funny together I thought it was like nice that they're nice to each other. I just, I mean, she's also really young. I just think that that grows into a really unhealthy relationship where your mom yeah. is like too close to you and like talks too too much about her dating life, which is what it's this really re- good TV. It's mm-hmm. problematic in real life. It's yeah. great TV though, and I love totally. It. I mean, we don't. Guys, okay. She I was did a, little, a deep okay. dive of Married to the Mob. Have you heard of it? Well, I heard her talk about it. It doesn't make sense. They only have like 20 Instagram posts and they're all within like the last two months. But the line has been around for 15 years and they've done some fairly significant collaborations in the past. Really? So I'm confused by it a lot. I'm I'm intrigued by her. Yeah, I don't have a lot of information, but I'd all just like us to keep ahead, you know, keep our heads up. Okay, so they have 117 posts. Mm-hmm. Did it all start? I mean, I bet you they just started rebranding once, like they knew she, the premiere was going to start. Yeah, it's a like it's, it's probably weird. like a relaunch. Can we just talk about Ramona's? I want a man to hold me, to love guys. me, Ooh, to love me. I have Ooh. such strong Ramona energy sometimes. <laughs> like Ooh. that really is me in like my dark moments, <laughs> like where I kind of like can't keep it together. That that I was looking in a mirror. I. Wow. I don't know if I could have performed that well in that bright of lighting, but she did. <laughs> and it was a 10 out of 10 reality TV moment. Can I just tell you something else I learned in that moment when I was watching that scene? I felt like when I get to 60 plus, I honestly, I want to be in Levi's. I want to be in a button down chambray. Mm-hmm. I do not want to have my tits out at a bar. Oh, no. Like, it's just not a good look. And I feel so no. ageist and horrible saying that, but it's just not. Like, Mm-mm. it's time to do some gardening. It's time to yeah. wear some loose linen, you know? She's like, she has a wonderful Hamptons home. And totally. she chooses to flaunt it by putting on that Mara Hoffman one-piece swimsuit and doing that awkward dance oh, that I can't get enough of. Oh, my gosh. It's, <sighs> it's so funny. It's nothing I want to be doing when I'm 60. Quite honestly, it's nothing I want to be doing in my mid-30s. No, same. Totally. Like, I don't even dress like that now. Like, no. it's just not it's appealing so to me. Wait, can we also talk about her Mario... And I'm working on together. Avery. And yeah, Avery. they're all down in Florida while she's cleaning down. that negligee. Yeah. Wow. So, Incredible. Yeah. I mean, do we feel like there's any potential for a romance to begin again between the two of them? I think they have something going on. I think it works for both of them and it'll just stay that way. Yeah, really? Think- like a little like extra on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. Like it's comfortable. It's easy to go back to, but... They both also are free to do their other things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Sonia, her apartment kind of gave me hives. I'm not going to lie. It's not even her apartment. It's her daughter's. Ugh, wait, it's her daughter's that? apartment? It's wait, her what? daughter owns that because, oh. of, like, because of the money and the trust that she has. Stop. That apartment is her daughter's and Sonia is squatting oh. in her daughter's oh apartment. So does Sonia oh. have anything That's right so now? Sad. I don't think so. Unless people are renting out that Grey Gardens townhouse that she has. What? <laughs> Computer number three. Are there still internships available? <laughs> Remember last season when she was like, she had an intern and she asked the intern to like adjust the towel that was tacked up over her window. <sighs> dark. That That is probably one of the darkest sentences I've ever heard. <laughs> adjust so the towel. Oh it was tacked up. It, it was it a thumbtack. So sad. At least she, she looks great. So she's got that yeah, going. Great. And you know what? It doesn't seem to be keeping her down whatsoever. Nope. Not at she all. She seems not a care in the world. Sonia, fun fact, is actually Kagan's, like, who he thinks is the hottest. So 
Really? Yeah. He's into Sonia. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. Luann, I feel like every third sentence out of Luann's mouth, she's like auditioning to be her tagline. <laughs> oh, oh, she said, oh, wait. New Year, Lou me. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> wait. How about the little fun fact that Sonia, or I'm sorry, Luann doesn't call Sonia Sonia. She calls her Sonia. And Sonia. like, Sonia, that it hadn't dawned on me until they were talking about it. Never dawned on you? You never no. realized that she does that? I, I realized she had spoke with an <gasps> accent when she talked, when she said Sonia's name. I just didn't realize it was like an intentional, total mispronunciation. Sonia, oh, yes. Sonia. Sonia. <laughs> that is so amazing. So bizarre. She also pronounced uh, Carol's last name with, an, with a V instead of a W. Radsville. Oh, oh yeah. That's true. Yeah, she's just too European, guys. I love when Dorinda was like, with Luann, there's always a, some sort of ticket booth at the front when she's talking about the party. <laughs> Guys, Dorinda has Dorinda. stolen Carol Stansberry's Luke. makeup artist. I'm so Luke. happy to see him. Oh, I love him. I'm so happy. I think he did a great job. He maybe overtanned her a tiny bit. Yeah. It was extra glossy, but I feel like her haircut, while it does age her, I also feel like it made her look a little more chic. It was more chic. Can you like explain to me why she was so mad at Tinsley? No. I was so confused. I'm not buying this drama. Like, this drama doesn't excite me at all. I'm not interested in... It doesn't feel real either. I feel like it's a little, like... Like, Dorinda kind of analyzes each season, and she's like, who am I going to be in a fight with this season? Mm-hmm. She clearly cannot hold her alcohol. No, not at all. Tinsley, like, does not have an interesting enough life to even, like, drum up drama. Or, yeah. like, muster any sort of, like, oh, why can't, why aren't you talking to us about this? Like, nobody actually cares about her and Bob, Scott, whatever. Coupon cabin. Yeah. Nobody cares. I, st- even when she, oh my gosh, when she was boxing. <laughs> oh, what, what was that human that they were boxing with? It was, like, Mickey Rourke straight out of, like, Iron Man. Like, it didn't look What's his human. face? It was just ditzy, and she's like, but I have cute braids. And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> It was the best interaction I've ever seen. Yeah, that was amazing. I loved it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I really do like Leah. I feel like she brings a little bit of that Bethany realness. Totally. Uh Yep. I'm a little worried that we're getting her on the cusp of getting back to alcoholism. That always is conflicting because A, it's entertaining. B, it's concerning for her life. Whenever someone says they took a nine-year break from drinking, (laughs) you've gotten back into it. I'm like, hmm. It's what she's like, I just started last week and lost my Chanel and my passport. What? Yeah. Worrisome. Worrisome. But I'm excited. Yeah, Yeah. I'm excited to see how this where this goes. I think this will be a good season. Although the trailer for the rest of the season didn't seem to be filled with much plot. It was just a lot of drunkenness. It was a lot of old drunken it was a lot of turtle time. Yeah, like there was no like you did this and I did this and like crazy milestones in their lives or whatever. It was literally just we're crazy and wild and drunk. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because that's the same plot line as Vanderpump Rules. And one of these is so much more entertaining to watch than the other one. Well, I think, yeah, some I think this is the Real Housewives when they are drunk. They're a lot better. I mean, Lou falling into the bushes. I love it. Always <sighs> love it. Yeah, Sonia missing the chair when she sits down, which it looks like we get a repeat of this year. Couldn't be more happy about that. Yeah, why are they so much funnier when they're drunk than the VPR people? Yeah, a lot of nudity. A lot of yeah. nudity that happens. Yeah, VP- I feel like with VPR, when they're drunk, they just scream at each other and, like, hurl insults. Totally. Versus, like, stupidity and, like, 
just you know general nonsense that the Real Housewives get into. So yeah, right. We shall see. Sure. Also, there's something. I mean, it is entertaining that these women like none of them are married. They all want to go and like live it up and like get naked and drunk and find guys and whatever. And like, that's Mm -hmm. amusing television. It's not an amusing lifestyle, but it's amusing television. I am not interested in watching Katie learn how to knit or like Ariana and Tom discuss like which folding chair they should use as furniture. Like they all, like it's just boring. They move to the Valley. I don't care to watch anyone else get married on TV ever again. Mm -hmm. I think it's dull and boring. Yeah, and they're also not getting soup. I mean, maybe the men, but like, I don't feel like they're getting as wasted as they used to get, like, oh. as a group. And so it always kind of like kills the fun. Like, I don't want to <laughs> watch like them put on pajamas and Sheena bring over no. a package of string cheese to eat for a girls' night in. That was a really weird thing. Like, who would honestly- weird flex, right? Well, I just felt like it was clearly planned. Like, okay, we're going to have sophisticated stuff and you're going to bring cheap stuff. Like, who would actually bring string cheese? That was so I mean, weird. I will get down on a string cheese like a string almost any time. But I'm not going to take it to but a you're not gonna, Yeah, you're not going to bring it for an addition no, to no, a charcuterie. No, 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 no. Don't be yeah. silly. No. It's outrageous. Uh, well, wow. Only time will tell. I'm just going to end this with a more serious television note. Are you guys watching Little Fires Everywhere? Yes. Oh, is it good? It's really good. I, it's really? really good. It's yeah. really good. Megan, here's my issue. I'm not rooting for any of the characters. Oh, I'm rooting a little bit for Reese. Okay. Kerry Washington is so intense. She's like, so intense. You know what? I'm actually just now anti Carrie Washington because all of her, her characters have this like ultra energy that like she's constantly like curling her lip or like doing something with her nostril. Totally. And totally. I'm just over it. And I also feel like she's so like insane in all of her roles and there's just like n- no room for like gray area or anything. And I'm. Okay, like in the last I completely episode, agree. in the completely last episode, agree. I don't want to, I don't want to know if I'm going to spoil it, but when the daughter is clearly very upset after a very traumatic life event that's just happened to her, and then she's pretty cruel to her. Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah, just, I agree. I'm over it. I feel like what I would really like to have happen is I would love for Carrie Washington to maybe get a part in like a Nancy Myers rom-com or something. <laughs> totally. Something with like a good soundtrack and a beautiful kitchen. And mm-hmm. I would love to see, I'd love to watch that film. She looks great with a glass of red wine in her hand. She loves it. And like an oversized sweater cardigan. Oh my gosh. Can we just walk down the memory lane that is Scandal? Yeah, but even that's just why I stopped watching Scandal is because her intensity just got too intense all the time. Maybe I just want to talk about Angry crying or yelling or screaming. It just gets very intense. I just, I, I liked the Carrie Washington where she was talking about making jam with Fitz in Vermont. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were hot. That was that was a hot time. Hot, hot oh, times. I forgot about anyway, this. It's a good show, though. Okay. It's I mean, show. I will say you have to watch Un- Unorthodox if you haven't. Oh, my it's gosh. phenomenal. I just finished it this morning. How good is it? I literally watched it all last night, and then I was like, you have to save the last 40 minutes for tomorrow morning. It's unbelievably good. It's unbelievable. I would say it's better than Tiger King. I haven't watched it yet, but I will. Yeah, go watch. Like, it's definitely, di- it's very different from Tiger King, so they're probably just as good as each other, but it's very serious, and oh, it's yeah. just beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. just far more intense. It's just super intense, and yeah, serious, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps it up, I think, guys. All right. This was a really good come. Don't call it a comeback. This is mm-hmm. just... Reunion. Yes. Yes. The Pop Apologist reunion tour. 
We are back. We have high hopes and expectations, but we're not going to announce those yet. So as to not be held accountable. <laughs> exactly. Let's keep expectations. Not a girl. <laughs> yeah. I like to under promise over deliver. It's how Love I it. live my life. It's how I date. It's how I, it's how I do everything. How you podcast, baby. Yeah. Feel free to use that on your next job interview. It's a real winner. Incredible. I'm going to try. My next one is on Friday. So if anyone has audience members have any suggestions for me, send them in. I'm sure they'll write it. at g- gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Feel free to send us your, send us your suggestions. Uh, guys, right, this friends. was great. So great. Love Until you guys. Bye. 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 Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus's wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Catherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.